0: Welcome to Herself, a space for women to have deep conversations about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential, so you can become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. After being in business for over two decades, I've learned, as you likely have too, that as you grow your business, your business grows you in unexpected, often challenging, yet miraculous ways. Here, we'll talk about how to get out of your own way, so you can grow a business that's abundant and sustainable while allowing you to be a force for good in the world. I'll give you simple, actionable strategies, as well as wisdom and inspiration to help you root into your wholeness, lead from your values, and work in ways that feel deeply aligned so you can bring your true self into the world through your business and in every area of your life. Hello, beautiful women good to be back here with you. And here we are in mid-January. I don't know about you, but January always feels like a very long month. Or let, let, me, let me say that differently. When I'm living in a cold environment like Colorado, it can feel like a long month. I don't remember feeling that way when I lived in Thailand or when I lived in California. I think the weather makes a big difference. And it just it's feeling like a long month over here. How's it feeling for you? I also want to acknowledge that this past week we passed through January 13th, which I want to note is known as the Quitter's Day. It's when most people throw in the towel and give up on their aspirations for the new year. And January 13th is not even two weeks. It's just shy of two weeks into the new year. So that's not very long. And it really shows us that Willpower is willpower does not work. Willpower gets exhausted. We need to draw on deeper, deeper reserves than that, deeper truth than that within us. And this is why I like to do another layer of annual planning at this time of year when we're out of the aspirational mode of the holidays and we're in the, we're back in the day to day of our lives. And by January 13th, Maybe you're in a similar place that I am with, I'm I'm just feeling like, wow, this January is a long month and it's easy to slip back into our usual way of doing things. And so this is, this is one of the reasons why I'm really glad to be leading in the midst of leading my workshop, Design Your Dream Business. We have our last two sessions this week, and I'm just really loving this, sharing this process with all of you who joined us. I'm really enjoying it. I hope that you're getting a lot out of it too. And I know that not all of you listening have joined us. And if you're doing your own planning, just see what you need to put in place to help you to keep going, to help you dig deeper than willpower, to dig into soul power. And in IFS, we call it the power of self and the alignment of our parts around our vision so that you don't give up. On your dreams. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I also want to let you know that I'm offering a special gift to anyone who leaves a review for this podcast. I have a goal to get us over 100 reviews this quarter. And if you leave us a review, I will give you free access to one of my signature courses called Getting Out of Your Own Way. It's an IFS daily parts meditation kit, and it helps you to cultivate inner wholeness and harmony at the start of each day. It has some guided practices in it. And to get this for free, all you have to do is leave a review for this podcast and then email a screenshot of your review to hello at sarahavonstover.com. So it's as simple as that. And the details about this can again be found in the show notes for today's episode. So this is a thank you for those of you who are listening, those of you who are enjoying what you're hearing. I want to give you a gift and I would also love your support in cultivating more reviews for this show because that will help more women to find it. Okay, so let's get started with today's episode. I don't know about you, but I always really appreciate hearing about what other business owners are spending their money on, especially women. And I appreciate having open, honest conversations about money in general, again, especially for women, especially for business owners, because I feel like this is something that we don't talk enough about. And this is an area where we can often feel some confusion and disempowerment in various degrees with various flavors. And I want to validate that this is normal. This is part of our wounding of our conditioning in a very patriarchal culture, where women have generally speaking, been disempowered around money for a long time, and where culturally, we all are conditioned to have disempowered relationships around money. So my intention for sharing this is to let you in behind the scenes of how I operate my business and how I think about things Money wise. Now, I am a lifelong learner in terms of money and business and everything that I do. So, everything that I'm sharing, there, these are things that I have learned over the years and that I will continue to grow and refine in as I grow as an individual and as a business owner. So, you can apply these things that I'm sharing or use them as a reference against what you're doing if that's helpful while you're calling the shots in the world of your business this year, especially in terms of finances. Because again, if, if what we're doing is unprofitable, it's not a business, then we're not in business anymore. I also want to acknowledge that spending looks different during different seasons of our lives and businesses, as does saving. And in a former iteration of my business, which it was called the Way of the Happy Woman, and I unraveled that in early 2019. And I know many of you have been with me since that time. What I was doing just didn't feel in alignment, just didn't feel in alignment anymore. And part of what I was doing at that time, I had a much more haphazard approach to spending in my business. And while my business was profitable, it was successful. I often had a feeling of resentment like I was just over, over giving, overextending. I spent a lot on my team, I spent a lot on software. I spent a lot on professional development, which I'll say more about in a little bit. But I didn't always feel like I was giving a proportionate amount to myself and to building out my personal life. And of course, there are seasons in business where that's required to get to the next level. We need to invest in our businesses and ourselves in order to grow. But it can become problematic if we're staying in that zone for too long. And above all, if we're feeling resentful about it. So it's really important to keep an eye on balancing the giving and receiving ends of the scale. And they're never going to be perfectly balanced. I think we all know that by now that balance is a dynamic process. But we want to make sure that we are in conscious agreement with whichever end of the scale is feeling heavier. When I started rebuilding my business in 2021, so two, what was that three years ago now? Wow, time has really, I guess a lot has happened in three years, but it also feels like it's gone by quickly. And I was really rebuilding from the studs, from, from the bare bones. And one of the things that I made sure to implement when I was rebuilding was the profit first model, where I allocate a set percentage of every single dollar that comes into my business, a percentage for owner's pay, percentage for operating expenses in the business, for profit, for taxes, and then for savings and investments. And I speak more about the profit-first model in episodes 147 and 134, if you wanna hear more about how I think about that and how I apply that. As I was rebuilding, my intention was to learn from past experiences, learn from what I liked doing previously in my business, what I didn't like doing previously in my business, who I was as I was rebuilding, who I am now, really beginning with that concept of the end in mind. What kind of life do I wanna have? And in order to have that life, what kind of business do I need to be building right now? What is my dream business? And really letting that come from my own personal definition of success. And these are practices that I feel are super important to do in in my mastermind program, Create Your Dream Business, these are the things that we do in the very first month together, even if we've done them before in the past, is just really taking more intentional time and getting current with what is true now, what we want we want to make sure that whatever we're building comes from a place of deep, deep alignment. And so as I was rebuilding, I really wanted to be as conservative as, as possible with my spending at the start to just help with feelings of more safety and security, you know, all that first chakra stuff and really making sure that I was profitable. And I consciously chose not to hire a team, not only for financial reasons, but also just for energetic reasons. I just really wanted to be on my own. I didn't want to be managing other people. I, didn't, I just wanted to be working on my own at the start. And I also didn't want to spend too much on marketing or software. I had a, I went from having a really built out, fancy WordPress site that I took down from my the former iteration of my business, something that i had invested a lot in at the time, but I took it all down and just created something very bare bones on a site that I built myself. And I think the cost of this was like $19 a year or some, something ridiculous like that. But it wasn't fancy at all. Again, I just really wanted to be simple, very bare bones, and really consciously build things one step at a time in a way that felt in alignment for me. And I still invested in coaches to help me at various times during this process. I still did professional development, mostly in those early years of rebuilding. It was IFS trainings to just enhance my skills with that. And I would say, as you'll see in a moment, that consistently throughout my entire stretch as a business owner, which has spanned for over 20 years now, professional development has been what I spend the most money on in my business. And this is, a, this is in alignment with my core values of lifelong learning. I, learn, I love to learn. I, I always have. I've always been very passionate about it. It, it really lights me up and it also i know really supports me in wanting to constantly be evolving and evolving doesn't always mean getting bigger but sometimes it does and just getting support with that before recording this episode i was reviewing my PL for 2023 and i saw that that was the case for last year as well that professional development was the the category of expenses that I spent the most on. I always have various kinds of support. People or one person in various areas to bounce ideas off of, to help me through sticky situations in my business, to help me to see my blind spots, to help me to learn things that I don't know. And I found that this is much better than trying to figure it all out by myself. And especially when there's uncertainty, and especially when I'm trying something new, especially when I'm going to the next level, it helps to have support. And I just, I'm a really, really big fan of getting support and not doing things by ourselves. Community is a core focus of my life and of my work. And part of this or a big part of this is helping to heal the wound of hyper individualism that we're all born into in this world right now of feeling like we need to do everything ourselves. And that was definitely a big wound that I had growing up is really feeling alone a lot of the time and feeling like I had to do it myself. I had to figure it out myself. And so in my adult life, it's been important to me to create communities in my work where we don't have to do that, where we can learn to lean in support and lean into support. And in my own life, really making sure that I have support around me that I need at various levels. I want to give you some examples of how this has played out for me. In 2008, so that's this March, it will be 16 years ago. I moved from Thailand, where I'd been living for nine years, back to the U.S. I moved to Boulder for the first time. And my career was really thriving in Thailand. I was leading 200-hour Yoga Alliance teacher trainings. I was leading women's retreats, various workshops. I was traveling around Southeast Asia and around Europe leading retreats and workshops. And I was doing very well for myself. I was also writing for magazines here in the U.S., especially Yoga Journal. But I knew that moving to the U.S., I while well, I had all of those people that I was teaching on an email list, on a mailing list, and I was sending out newsletters at the time, I, my business model was needing to change. It wasn't going to be feasible for me to keep flying back to Thailand or keep flying back to Asia to teach these longer events. And I did that, I think, my first year or two living here. I think there was one year where I flew back to Asia twice in the year. And that felt like a lot because everybody's flown to Asia from the US. It's it's a long trip. And there's a lot of jet lag, especially when you're coming back. And of course, the cost of living is much higher here in the US than it is in Thailand. So I needed support. And w- while while I was earning a really good income in Thailand, I I needed I needed to increase my income in order to just cover my expenses in the US and, you know, have have excess. So I hired a business coach and it was actually someone who was my business partner for some years in Thailand. He used to manage my, some of my teacher trainings and some of my retreats and he would do the marketing, he would do the registrations and I would do the teachings and then we do as percentage split of the profits. But he was really re- well versed in online marketing and he was really ahead of the curve in that way. He was teaching and doing things that were not common at all at that time, which are now very, very commonplace. So I'm really grateful that I hired him at that time because again, he helped me to learn things that I didn't know how to do and he helped me to get to the next level. So some of the things that he helped me with, he helped me to basically move my business online. He helped me to shift from the the business that I had in Thailand or the way that my my life and work looked in Thailand to planting the seeds of what it has become today. With his support, I built a WordPress website, a blog. I started blogging. That was a big thing back then. I set up an email list on, I think it was A Weber at the time, with autoresponders, which was also a big thing at the time. I remember I was also teaching at a yoga studio, a weekly class at a yoga studio here in Boulder. And it was, I think it was it was my birthday maybe, or it was like maybe the day after my birthday. And there was there were a couple of teachers at the studio who were were subscribed to my mailing list and they they just said, Wow, you sent out an email this morning on your birthday or or something. And I just said, No, I actually I didn't I didn't sit down and write that this morning. It was it was automatically scheduled. I had written that a long time ago and they looked at me really quizzically. Wow, you can really do that. So it just it wasn't a big thing at that time. I set up a shopping cart and started to to create digital, digital products. I created a women's yoga kit, a women's meditation kit. He helped me set up a free opt-in offer. I remember, it was, it was an e-course called Seven Secrets, All Happy Women Know. I had that for many years. And I I had I created my first online course, which some of you maybe took. It was called Women's Circle Success Blueprint. And later that evolved into Women's Circle Startup Kit. But again, it really laid the foundation for what I'm doing now and led me to write my first book, which came out in May 2011, so a few years after I moved back. And at that time in 2011, mid-2011, I was ready to, again, go to the next level. I My book was very successful, but I realized I wasn't really set up for that. I, I didn't really... Well, well, I had created some of these initial pieces of my business with that initial coach, I needed to set up a more substantial business model, so i well i while I had a great website, I didn't really have a plan or a structure beyond that, and plus, I really wanted to hit the one hundred k level in income i was I think I was between like fifty k and seventy five k and I just wasn't sure how to get to the next level. So I knew it was time to hire someone to support me with that, and I did a lot of research. Ultimately, I hired a new business mentor who also had a mastermind community, and the price tag on that was $10,000, and that was the biggest best investment I'd ever made in myself at that time. I remember it was very scary. In some ways, it seemed impossible. I just wondered, how how am I going to do this? Is this crazy? But it also felt really exciting. And it felt really, really right. And I knew that if I if I wanted to go to that next level in my income, if I really wanted to, as Stephen Pressfield says, go pro, I was really, really wanting to go pro, that I needed to invest in myself in a serious way. And I took that investment very seriously, as I do all of my investments. And I did what that coach encouraged me to do, which was to juice the orange all the way, which means that I just took advantage of it to the fullest extent that I had the capacity to. And once I commit to something, I'm very, very committed. So so she and her community helped me to create a 12-month plan for my business, which I had never done before. And that helped me to really lay out the pathway of, oh, if I want to hit 100K by the end of the year these are the things I need to be promoting these months. This is how much I'm needing to bring in. This is my plan for doing that. And we created two programs, which were really my bread and butter programs for many years was reversing our curse and the red tent. And we, we put in place an infrastructure that felt deeply aligned for me. It helped me to bring my gifts into the world. In a new way, at the next level, and helped me to draw in the kinds of women I wanted to be working with. I I did hit 100k for the first time at the end of that year, and this all helped me for many years and helped me to grow beyond that. So in both of these cases that I've shared, I couldn't have gone to the next level without making an investment in myself and getting the support to do that. And successful people always work with. A coach or a mentor of some kind. And they also always recommend a mastermind. And I know that in the pro, in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, which is just a really kind of a really classic book in terms of generating wealth and abundance and success, one of the things that he says is the importance of being in a mastermind, of getting into the room. And these days, it's often a virtual room with people who are doing big things. And thinking bigger. It's often said that we're the average of the four to five people that we spend the most time with. And I was I was really seeing that, that I needed strategic guidance and support at these various times. It was really invaluable for me. And connecting with people in community, seeing what they were up to, seeing what was working for them, what felt inspiring for them. And last spring, I felt a similar calling that, okay, my I built a, a strong foundation in my business over the previous two years, and I knew that I had a book coming out this year. I had more resources to work with financially, and I knew it was time to go, I wanted to go the next level, and I knew it was time to invest in something to support me to do that. So last spring I made the biggest investment that I've made to date in myself and my business and I hired a coach and a mastermind program that that's $4,000 a month. So you can do the math for what that is for a year, but again it was the biggest investment that I'd ever made in in myself and my business and I really considered it like a like a next level MBA program. And learning learning things from people who were doing things similar that I wanted to do. And I also had it, my theme last year was to go bigger. And I wanted support in doing that. I applied the same mindset of juicing the orange all the way. And I, I knew that, okay, I made this investment. I really want to show up for it and get everything out of it that I possibly can. And so I set, a t- set aside time each week to go to the gatherings, the pr- various meetings for the program to check in with the community, which is in a Facebook group, to get feedback on everything that I was creating and refining along the way, to really utilize the resources that were that were there, and to really, really focus on getting out of my comfort zone and being willing to be coachable, to be coachable so that I, I could really get to the next level. And some of the things that this mastermind supported me with last year was transitioning away from one-on-one clients that felt like that was right for me. And I really feel like more of my purpose is to work with groups. And it helped me to build a new program and to fill it with founding members. It was called She Serves. And this, this has now evolved into what's now called Create Your Dream Business, my 12-month mentorship and mastermind program. And it This program also helped me to transition my messaging and my audience to specifically serve spiritual entrepreneurial women and to really overall build out a business model to support me during this next season of my life. And again, I didn't try to do that by myself. And last year was a year of investing a lot and building a lot, whereas the previous couple of years were about, I was building a lot, but I was also really focusing on growing my income and profitability. And last year, I didn't grow my income. It was more about staying where I was income-wise in order to invest and build the next iteration, which could then help me to expand my income this year. So professional development, all of this is to say that professional development is very, very important to me. I think it always will be. And I imagine whatever my next mastermind investment will be, will be even bigger than the one that I made last year because I'm always wanting to grow and expand and be around people who are thinking big and up to big things. So, my next biggest expense in my business is on marketing. And, you know, again, as I looked at my PL from 2023, and marketing for me, the big expenses in marketing include Facebook ads. And last year, I really ramped up my my Facebook ads use and started running regular ads to my various lead magnets, to low-ticket offers that I have, to free webinars, and really growing my reach, expanding my audience this way. I Marketing includes certain kinds of software, like the core software, that one of the core pieces of software that I run my business on is my email service provider, ConvertKit, which I love. And if you're ever looking for an email service provider, I highly recommend ConvertKit. And also graphic and web design. Last year, that included building a whole new website and new branding. So that expense was a bit higher than usual. And again, the previous years, I did not spend that much on marketing. I was really operating uh, in a more slim way. But last year, the focus is really on building and growing and getting to the next level. So as my business grows, so is my marketing budget. And I also want to validate that you can do a lot with even $5 a day on Facebook ads. And I recommend if you have a business where you use, where you have an email list, I really recommend getting some ads up and running to just constantly be growing your audience, be growing your email list and having that be done every day automatically. So while you're sleeping, you can be growing your email list. My third biggest expense is my team, which consists of contractors. And this came into play also in a big way last year. And I brought on board my online business manager, Mandy, my tech VA, Watts, who has worked with me for many years. She worked in the old iteration of my business. And these two women are my core team. And I also have other contractors, including different kind of marketing support, Facebook ads strategist, graphic designer, a web designer. Overall, I like to operate everything with as much simplicity as possible. I acknowledge that bigger isn't always better. I really appreciated the work and the book of Paul Jarvis about the company of one, where he was just talking talking about just this, that bigger isn't always better, and his preference to be a solopreneur. Or I've heard James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, talk about how he intentionally only works with one full-time employee to keep things as streamlined as possible. So I prefer to work with a couple of part-time contractors to have a more intimate team. This feels good for where I am in my business and life right now, for my personality style, which is more introverted. I like to have a lot of time on my own and not interacting with people. That also helps me to bring my best work forward, to be more creative I'm not I'm not wanting a huge team. And as I'm looking ahead to this year and how I want to allocate allocate the resources in my business, whereas last year wasn't about revenue growth for me, this year is. And so I'm investing in marketing and advertising, especially since my book is coming out this spring. I'm also building and refining my online programs, my two new online online programs which are the foundation of my business model, becoming you, which is about internal family systems and self-leadership in our lives, and then create your dream business, which I mentioned is my, my longer mentorship and mastermind program. And I am really being strategic about how I navigate things along the way and getting support to help me to do that. And I want to say that when I invest in professional development, I really make sure that I'm doing that beyond just investing in online courses. And I, I enjoy online courses from time to time. They can be important for learning new skills. But I also know that in my own life, where where the most power comes is when I implement things and when I get direct support and honest feedback in that implementation. Because if I learn something and don't put it to use, then kind of what's the point? And one of the areas where I see women get stuck is taking a lot of online courses but then not doing anything with it. So I'm, I'm really, really an advocate of getting more intimate, personalized, direct feedback and being in relationship with others in the implementation of what you're learning. And doing that with people who really get you in your business. And that's another thing that's really important to me that yes, professional development is the biggest expense in my business. Is what I invest in the most. I also really want to make sure that I'm investing in the right people because I operate from a place of deep interconnection. And not everyone gets that. Not everyone operates that way. I'm not saying one way to operate is better than the other. I just, I'm just saying that I really need to work with people who who get that about me. So alignment is is really, really crucial. I also want to stabilize within my current team and As things grow, we may need to increase hours. And I imagine my software will stay the same because software is another big expense. And maybe we'll do a future episode about about that, about the tech stack that I use if that's of interest, because that can be an area of question that, that I know some women that I work with are curious about. It can be another big expense. I do like to stay current and up to speed with technology and to stay as streamlined as possible. I do want to give women in my programs a really high quality user experience. So having really easy, beautiful, organized members areas in my programs to offer private podcasts just for the convenience of listening to replays on the go, adding events to calendars with ease and things like that. And those things require some investment. And these are things that I've gradually added over the past few years as my income has grown and as I've been more intentionally growing. And Now I want to turn the tables and ask you, how about you? What are you planning on allocating your resources toward this year? And do you fall into the camp of spending more unconsciously, like I used to do without a real plan or percentage of income allocated to your business operating expenses, and larger purchases like a mastermind or like a, a professional development resource, whatever that may be, that can help you get to the next level? Or do you fall into the camp of not spending enough on your business? Maybe you save a lot and you're good at being frugal and practical, but you are also find it challenging to get outside of your comfort zone, to get outside feedback and support. Above all, maybe you're seeing that with no risk, there's no reward in business and in any area of life. And while I'm a strong advocate of being practical with money and responsible with it and not spending beyond our means, I'm also a strong believer that we need to spend money to make money. And if I'm talking to a woman who's interested in joining my mastermind program, for instance, and she's telling me that she's in a huge amount of debt and that the this program would just go on her credit card i'm going to tell her i'm i you're not a good fit for this program i can't i can't accept you into this program that's that's not good for you that's not good for your business and there are other cases where maybe someone is not quite making the income that they want to make but they're in a more stable place financially and they know that being part of the program is going to help them to grow their income, in which case I'm going to say, yes, you are the right fit for this program. And you're going to need to roll up your sleeves and do the work to make that happen. And I'm going to, I'm here to partner with you every step of the way. So I am a strong believer that we need to spend money to make money. That's definitely been my experience. And that's why I shared these stories with you, that each time I've up-leveled my investment in myself and my business, I've also up-leveled my income. I've upleveled my business. I've upleveled myself as a person, as a human being, and as a business owner. So they really, really go hand in hand. So again, what is your plan for the money in your business this year, for your income this year? How much will go to your operating expenses? How much will go to profit? When you look back at your numbers from 2023, where did most of your money go in your business? And is that spending aligned with your values, your plan, your vision? What do you need to invest in this year to help you get to where you want to go? What kind of support do you need? What do you want that support to look and feel like? Overall, I invite you to be as smart and intentional as possible with your money. And also, see what kind of risks you're up for taking this year. Leave some room to be bold and unreasonable. That's where the magic happens. So I'd love to hear from you. I welcome you to DM me on Instagram at Sarah Avant Stover. Let me know what you're discovering. Let me know where you are allocating most of your resources this year. Maybe what, what, what is a risk that you're wanting to take this year. Here's to growing our prosperity in 2024, as well as our sovereignty with our money and the moves that we make with it. See you next time. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, change doesn't come from listening alone. I invite you to commit to taking one small or large courageous action after today's conversation. One step you can take if you haven't already is to sign up for my free mini course, Three Lies Holding Successful Women Back That Keep You Overwhelmed, Stuck, and Doubting Yourself and How to Break Free so you can embody your potential starting now. You can find that over at my website, sarahavanstover.com. That's my full name, sarahavanstover.com. And if you found this podcast valuable, please share it with the women in your world. Also, I'd be very grateful if you leave a review. It helps others find resources like this. And I'd love to hear what's coming alive for you after listening today. Above all, keep going and never forget the unique offerings you and your true self bring to the world. Until next time. I'm sending you my heartfelt support.